Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. My early tw- 20s were not an easy time. I was strung out on H. Um, I'd lost myself. I'd lost my friends. I'd lost my family. Uh, H was a girl I was dating. Um, (laughs) It was one of those deeply passionate, you know, completely immerse yourself, full of love, or what I thought was love, um, relationships that you have in your early 20s. You know, that first, like, totally just grabs you. You just, you build your lives together, um, kind of relationships that you have. And uh, it was wonderful, really, what she was compassionate. She liked volunteering. She cared about animals, and she loved people, so it just, I was, I was set. And uh, the highs were the absolute highest highs I ever had, and the lows were even lower. So let me tell you about the lows. Um, <laughs> the first time we broke up was, uh, <laughs> she was in, in Paris for a summer, and uh, with this great thing, social media, you can see what everyone's doing. And so she saw that I was hanging out with a lot of uh, female friends of mine. So she calls me and says, hey, this long distance thing is not working. We gotta break up. And you're hanging out with all your lady friends. I'm devastated. I'm completely heartbroken. I, I can't sleep. I can't eat. My, my friendships are waning. My work life is suffering. And uh, it's, I'm depressed. She gets home a month later. She's back in the States. We get coffee, and uh, the next day we're a couple again. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Bingo. So, two months later, she's in Arizona on holiday for winter break. I'm here. I get a phone call. The night before, I was out with my friend Emily and a bunch of other friends. And uh, there was a picture of us. I was doing my classic, like, you know, hanging out. And uh, she calls me and says, hey, so I hanging out with Emily. I said, yes, we've been friends for five years. <laughs> and she says, I can't do this anymore, long distance. I said, you're only going to be in Arizona for a week. She says, well, it's just, it's still long distance. <laughs> and I said, all right, all right. So I'm devastated, I'm heartbroken, uh, and uh, she gets back a week later. Guess what? <laughs> we get coffee, <laughs> and uh, once again, we're uh, on the couch, snuggled up, watching Mad Men. <laughs> like nothing ever happened. So the last time we broke up was last spring, um, <laughs> and uh, I was in California this time. I was the one away. And so I'm uh, visiting my cousin, and we're having dinner at this great uh, Mexican joint. And uh, I get a phone call. And I had kind of known this call was going to happen. You know, just any time one of us was out of the city, out of the state, out of the country, uh, it was bound to happen. And before I left, I felt like we were a little bit on the rocks. so I, I step out and I take the phone call. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think we should break up. All right. 
Here we go again. And this time, I'm, I'm a lot more diplomatic. I'm not as, as uh, immediately devastated. It's, um, it takes a while. So I, I uh, go back to dinner, and I chit-chat with my cousin. And then we go to a movie, and uh, Ben Stiller movie I wouldn't recommend. And uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we watch the movie, and we, we go back to his place. And I start packing, because I'm leaving the, ne the next afternoon to go back to Portland. And uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sitting there, putting my stuff away, and I go to bed, kind of thinking about it, the breakup. Not much is going on, I'm, and I'm a little bit, you know, what, I'm a little bit curious. Why am I not heaving and hawing and, and teary-eyed? So I go to bed and I wake up the next day and get to the airport and I'm, I start to think about it. Like, it's because I'm not in Portland. I'm not, I'm not feeling it yet. It's not as immediate. So I get on the plane and I'm thinking while I'm on the plane. Oh, it's gonna happen! It's gonna happen now! I'm gonna, I'm gonna start crying and being that emotional guy on a, on a plane, and uh, it doesn't happen on the plane. And we're coming into our descent into Portland, and I'm thinking, ah, when I hit the tarmac, that's gonna be like a, a stamp, you know? I'm gonna start crying. Nothing, nothing. We land, everyone claps like they do, and. Uh, <laughs> Y'all do it. We all do it. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I get off of the plane. It's, one of the, it's a small Alaska airline, so you have to like walk on the tarmac and stuff, and then you go up the stairs. And I'm walking down the, the long hallway, and I'm going to take the Max home, and I think, oh, the Max. That's where I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it on the Max. I'm going to be the sobbing guy on the Max. So I get on the Max. I put my earbud in, and I listen to some tunes. And nothing happens. And so I'm kind of like, do I need to jumpstart it? Do I need to watch The Notebook? What do I need to do? Like, <laughs> what's, what's going to make this happen? So I get home, and I get to my apartment building, and I'm opening the door. And I walk into my apartment, and there's my cat. He meows. I take my bag off and I put it down and I start unpacking and I'm just distracted. I gotta put my stuff away. I don't want my shirts to get wrinkled. And uh, two weeks goes by and I'm vacuuming my floor and I'm cleaning house and I realize that her, her blow dryer's in the bathroom, her brushes in the bathroom, there's a towel and there's clothes in my closet and a, lo you know, a couple other miscellaneous items and I'm thinking, oh, I gotta pack that stuff away. So I start putting the blow dryer in a box and her, uh, the towel and her, her brush, and I fold her clothes up neatly and put it in the box. Then I put the box in the closet, in the back of my closet. Back of the closet, back of my mind. I don't really think about it. Another two weeks goes by, and I'm at breakfast with a dear friend of mine catching up, and I would put my phone on the table, and I get a, a text message, and I see that it's H. Coming to pick my stuff up in 20 minutes, does that work for you? <laughs> Statement, comma, not even punctuated. So it was literally coming to get my stuff, comma, does that work for you? Not, does that work for you? <laughs> so my mood just like, does not, it just, I get dour. And my friend sees me and is like, what's going on? And I say, 
look, she looks at my phone and she says, I'll give you a ride home. Just get it done with, go, go, let's go. So reluctantly I get in the car, she drives me home and uh, I run upstairs. Not two minutes later, H is buzzing my door. She really meant 20 minutes. Um, first time she was ever on time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I open the door, I buzz her up and she comes up and I hand her her stuff and we're like, very, very stiff, like, how are you? How are things? That's great. Here's your things. All right, see you later. I walk her out. And then I come back upstairs. <laughs> Not two minutes. My buzzer goes off again. It's my buddy Jimmy to come get happy hour. So I don't get any time to really process what just happened. Um, so I get ready, and I go get happy hour with Jimmy. We go downtown, and we go to a tiki-themed bar. And we drink tiki-themed drinks and tropical food, sliders. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they, it was good food. And I excuse myself to the restroom. And uh, I'm bent over uh, the sink, washing my hands. It's a, a lower sink even for a short guy like me. It's a lower sink. So I'm, I'm washing my hands, and I look up in this tiki-themed bathroom. And... I make this soul-penetrating eye contact, and I start sobbing, <laughs> and I start heaving, and I get that <gasps> hyperventilating crying. Yeah, the best, best, best kind. It's very cathartic, you know. And I'm still washing my hands as this is happening, <laughs> and I can see in the mirror the, the entryway to the bathroom, and a guy kind of like walks in and walks out. <laughs> Preferably, I would not be crying in the bathroom either, but this is where my emotions decided to rear their ugly head. And so I, I you know, clear my eyes and I wash my face and splash some water and dry my face and I head back out there and I finish my food and drink with my buddy Jimmy. And, uh, he invites me to a thing, and I say, oh, no, I got a bunch of stuff I got to take care of when I get home. He's like, okay, okay. So I go to the bus, and I'm, I get on the bus, and I'm just, like, choking back those tears because I know it, it wasn't, that wasn't it. The waterworks are not over. Like, it's just building up. And so I get home, and I open my door, and I just fall flat on my bed, and I just let it all out, and I, you know, cry and everything. And it's really great. My cat's like, oh, you know, what's going on? And he comes up and he you know, walks around and then walks away. Uh, <laughs> cats. And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of adjust myself and I, I you know, fix myself up. And I look in the mirror and I, I see I've done it. I've gone through it. I did the thing. And uh, cold turkey is not easy, but it was necessary. It was very necessary. I didn't see her for a month. Um, it's uh, next week marks a year since the breakup. Yeah. And uh, not without a relapse or two, but um, <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> but uh, it's been a year of growth. It's been a year of learning. It's been a year of healing. And I hope it has been for her too.